The world of sports never ends, and it can be a lot to keep up with. Join me as I recap everything that has happened in sports. This is Instant Replay, and it starts now. Hello everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Instant Replay. want to start off real quick with the Game 7 of the Nets and the Bucks. It was a classic. Kevin Durant and Giannis both scoring, but in the end, it came down to one thing, and that is coaching. So... Really, the whole game, you have one team goes on a run, then the other team bounces back, right? The Nets kind of were leading the pack, but Milwaukee battled back. Then Milwaukee kind of kept with that lead. But every time they did so, the Nets would, uh, you know, hit a three. There was a lot of mental mistakes with Milwaukee, even though they ended up winning the game seven and advancing to the conference finals to play the Hawks, which we will get to later. But really, what happened was is... Both sides struggled. I feel like coaches did not prepare them as good as they could have for these Game 7s, these big moments. Like, you had, I believe it was Brooke Lopez, he gets the ball in the inbound, there was not that many seconds left in the game, and he didn't know what to do with it, right? He passes it to Chris Middleton with point, you know, not even, I don't think it was even two seconds still on the shot clock. He should have shot it right away, he was in the corner, he's been uh, good in the corner, but... He didn't really know what to do, and I think that reflects on Bud's coaching, right? He needs to be better there in those situations. But then it came down to Kevin Durant airballing. Um, Kevin Durant had a huge clutch two-pointer. A lot of people are saying it should have counted as a three. No, it shouldn't have. I don't want to hear that. If it was any other player, they would have said two. They did say two. His foot was over the line. There's no exceptions for that. You need to have both be behind the line, so I don't want to hear that going around. But really what happened was is Steve Nash did not call a timeout. Stephen A. Uh, said this on first take this morning. They should have called a timeout, gave Durant a minute to catch his breath. He would not have airballed. Not saying he would have made it, but it would have been better. He probably could have done something, right? You don't, you never, never make a tired player go down the field and try and hit a game winner. Right, you never do that. You want them to have as much time. If you don't have a timeout, acceptable. Let's you can accept that, right? That's acceptable. But when you have a timeout in your back pocket, you use it. You use it to give Kevin Durant a second to catch his breath, let him get the shot that he wants. It was forced. I didn't like it, and you know KD did airball, but uh, so much respect for Kevin Durant. Uh, he kept his team in it with a great shot. But another thing is, that Brooklyn crowd is one of the worst home crowds I think I've ever seen. That Brooklyn crowd is so bad. They give up on their team. They gave up on them until Kevin Durant attended the overtime. They did not think they would win. They were, they were dead silent. Dead silent until Durant hit that shot. They... They were done. They not even. They weren't even trying to get their team back into it. They are. They already gave up on them, which is concerning, considering the fact that you have James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Blake Griffin all in the same team. You shouldn't give up on them. They were down by four with like thirty seconds left, and they somehow sent it into OT. But that crowd was silent until they said, "Okay, Kevin Durant can maybe win this game for us." Did he end up winning it for them? No, but he pushed it to overregulation, which is huge, a huge factor. So there was a lot of there was a lot of no nos, you know, going in there. But 
if you watch First Take, I can't agree with Stephen A. Smith more. He was talking about the reasons why uh, the Nets got sent home. Obviously, coaching. He said karma, right? You know, these things come back to bite you. These things come back to bite you in, you know, all different types of sports. You know, for example, you know, Blake Griffin basically didn't do anything on the Pistons, right? He he didn't want to play for them. And then he comes to Brooklyn and he plays like Blake Griffin. So he he thought that he was all behind him, but eventually it comes back. It comes back to when Blake Griffin couldn't make a defensive stop against Chris Middleton. You know, those things come back. You know, when Juju Smith-Schuster said it was the same old Browns right before they played the Browns in the divisional, I believe it was the divisional round, you know, they got smoked. What did Juju do in that game? Nothing. These things happen. Karma always happens. So props to Stephen A. That was, that was a great call-out. Didn't see that one coming. But then again, I feel like the Bucks still aren't even being talked about that much. The talk is still about the Nets, which gets me kind of annoyed. You want to talk about KD's shot. Let's talk about Chris Middleton's shot with, you know, 50 seconds to go in the game in overtime. The spinning mid-range jumper that didn't even hit the net. He didn't even touch the net. It went right in and right out. That was a clutch shot, but no one's talking about that. Because it gets overshadowed by what the Nets do. Another reason why I think they lost is because everyone thought they were going to win. So they knew... You know, if we don't win this game, we're going to get, you know, no one's going to really, like, respect us. You know, people are going to be like, are you kidding me? So I think they had that back in the back of their minds. The Bucks, if the Bucks lose to that team, okay. You lost. You should, you should win that series, right? Kyrie's out. Harden isn't healthy. You should be able to stop, you know, Durant. I, I, the point is, is that I think that the fact that Brooklyn built this super team I feel like they'll still be the talk, even if we have four teams. We have four really good players: Giannis, Trey Young, Devin Booker, and Paul George, who have never won a championship. And one of them is going to get one. And we're not talking about that. We're still talking about the Brooklyn Nets. You got to forget about the Brooklyn Nets. They lost. It's over. Their time is done. If you can keep all those guys next year, great. Good for you. But let me warn you, those teams now know how to beat you. They know play against, aggressive against Durant. Harden's going to do his thing. They know Durant is the guy. If you stop Durant, you're not going to win. You're not going to win. Nets aren't going to win if they figure out if they can hold Durant to 40. And that's saying something. Hold Durant to 40. That's doing good against Durant. So... If you're Kevin Durant right now, keep working, keep grinding, because next season you're going to have to prove a lot more. A lot more. Because now people are saying, this guy can go in and drop 50, even if they're playing aggressive on them. Well, guess what? They weren't playing aggressive on him until P.J. Tucker decided to step up. P.J. Tucker brings in that mentality, that defense-first mentality. Those Milwaukee Bucks two years ago, even last year in the bubble, did not have a defensive mentality. He brought that to the table. Durant would probably be dropping 70 points if it wasn't for P.J. Tucker. He is the real superhero on this team. You know, Giannis and Chris Middleton, Kendrick Perkins said it was like Batman and Robin, where Chris Middleton is Batman. That is a pretty big take. 
But if there, if Chris Middleton is Batman and Giannis is Robin, then that means P.J. Tucker is like I don't even know Superman because P.J. Tucker won this game, won this series for them. And I know he didn't score the most points. I know he kind of struggled on offense. It doesn't matter. He taught them during the games how to play defense by showing them we can stop Kevin Durant. That was huge. He brought the mentality that led them to win. So I'm so excited for the Milwaukee Bucks. I think they have a great future ahead of them. I like the matchup against Atlanta, and it's going to be really exciting. Bye, 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 Benjamin Simmons. It is so over. He is so done. This is easily his last... That was easily his last game as a 76er. Doc Rivers doesn't even believe in him. I mean, they asked Doc Rivers if he could be a point guard on this team, a championship-winning point guard, and he said, I don't know the answer to that. He does not have faith in Ben Simmons. And I don't think Ben Simmons has faith in himself, to be uh, quite honest. You know, we had a lot of these plays where he gave up, you know, easy layups, easy dunks, because he was worried that he was going to get fouled. Shaquille O'Neal shot better than him on the foul line in the playoffs. He shot so poorly that it's, quite frankly, almost disturbing. I mean, you are a... He was... Ben Simmons was a superstar. I believe it was a three-time all-star. He was a superstar. But he couldn't figure out his jump shot. And over time, the mental game caught up to him. And that's why I think he cannot be on this team anymore. I think he can fit into some places, you know. He can fit into Portland, Boston. He has places where he can shine, but it's not this team, so... Uh, look out for that. Another thing is, they had so, this is the 76ers, they had so many big leads that they blew. I mean, massive leads. That, I mean, the 76ers should be facing the Bucks on Wednesday. I'm sorry, but Philly is the better team. It, Atlanta won, but I still believe that Philly is the better team. Due to the fact that Embiid wasn't even really that healthy. I, there's no, yeah, there's no like saying, well, you know, Philly's a better team. They should be in there. They're not, they weren't the better team in the series, in the series. But I think in total they are better. But Atlanta definitely deserved the win. They, they fought hard. But Gallinari would shoot a three, right? Just say he missed it. Who would get the rebound? It wasn't Philly. Then Philly would have a... I mean, then Atlanta would have another chance to score. They just... That game seven. They rebounded so much more than Philly did on the offensive end. I mean, they would... Trey Young didn't shoot that well, but they would get his rebounds, and then they would throw it to Herter, and Herter would step up. Herter stepped up. No one on Philly stepped up. Tobias Harris did not step up. He had a good game, but he needs to have better games than that if he wants his team to win. There are some serious issues with Philly. They have struggled, and it shows no signs of stopping. They never get to the conference finals. They can never get to the uh, past the semifinals. So 
Really watch out for Philly next year. You don't know what they're going to be like. Yes, they'll definitely still have Embiid, but if they don't have Simmons, it's a weight on the defensive end. So they're going to... Well, first of all, a lot of people are saying uh, McCollum, uh, the trade for Simmons and McCollum, right? Simmons goes to Portland, McCollum comes to uh, Philadelphia. That's sad, quite frankly, that you can only get C.J. McCollum for Ben Simmons. You know what I mean? He was a really good player. He was a really good player. You know, two years ago, he was a he was a phenomenal player two years ago. He was good on offense. He attacked. He didn't struggle from the free throw line. He attacked the paint. He played good defense. Everything you would want out of him, he could do. He just struggled with the jump shot, so he's still a good player. Giannis struggled with the jump shot, but he's arguably top five in the league right now. Quite frankly, I think he is top five in the league. So that is the main concern, I think, for Philadelphia, that they don't really have the trade value for Simmons that, you know, they could have. So watch out for that for Philly. But on the Atlanta end of things, Trey Young is a superstar now. I think it's safe to say he was a star, but now he's an actual superstar. He's an actual contender in this league. Trey Young can win games. He can win a game six. He can win a game seven. If when the season or the series is on the line, Trey Young will win the game for you, right? Game seven, he didn't play his best, but he still, quite frankly, won that game. He was hitting absolute rockets with like 30 seconds left. Now, I think Herder was the better player down the stretch, but all around it was Trey Young. Trey Young had a phenomenal game seven for, you know, his first game seven, you know, uh, in the playoffs. So I believe that is true. I believe it is his first game seven in the playoffs. Yes, okay. It is his first game seven in the playoffs because against the Knicks, I believe with the Knicks, they only went to five. I think with the Knicks, they only went to five. So, yeah. Anyways, Trey Young can win games. So, for this series, Bucks versus Hawks, I take the Bucks. I take the Bucks in five. I think that Atlanta will win one of their home games. But if you really think about it, who on that team will be able to stop Giannis? Clint Capella? Nope. Too slow, Gallinari, maybe, but then you're gonna have a, you know, a Brooke Lopez that will be open, a Chris Middleton. You know who's gonna guard Chris Middleton? They don't have a lot of defense, and I think Bucks kind of have more strength than this Hawks team. I feel like they can just abuse them on the defensive floor. You know, you're not gonna stop Trey uh, Trey Young, but I think Drew Holiday, you know, slowed down Durant. You know, him and Tucker slow down Durant. So, I think that, you know, Holiday can kind of slow down Trey Young if he's going to be on him, which I assume he will be. I think he can slow him down. So, I'm obviously going to take the Bucks in that series, Bucks in five. And on the other end of things, with the Clippers and the Suns, I still take the Clippers. I take the Clippers in seven. I think down the stretch, I think Booker will eventually have a couple off nights. He hasn't had an off night yet. He has been solid. Eventually eventually he's going to get an off night, and I think Clippers will be able to capitalize, and I think they won't slow down. So depending on whether Chris Paul is coming back, we don't know if Kawhi is coming back. So if Kawhi comes back, pack it up, uh, Phoenix. But if Kawhi doesn't come back, uh, I have, you know the Suns are probably going to win that. But I still like to take uh, the Clippers in seven. Um, but really the main concern for this, the rest of these teams right now is experience. Nobody really has experience 
other than um Clippers, right? The Clippers the Clippers coach has experience, right? He was on the Cavs, he knows uh the situation. You have guys on you have Phoenix coach, you have Bud on uh the Bucks, and then you have the Atlanta coach. These guys don't have a lot of experience. I'm totally blanking on their names. They don't have a lot of experience in these situations. So look out for the Clippers in clutch situations. They know how to win these games. Uh Phoenix is still new to the uh game. I will say this though, if Phoenix beats Los Angeles, they're gonna win they're gonna win it all. They're gonna win it all. I feel like Phoenix can smoke Milwaukee. Like, I feel like Phoenix can actually destroy the Milwaukee Bucks. I feel like they won't be able to slow Giannis or Chris Middleton down, but they're just, Devin Booker is so great. And we talk about, I talked about how he hasn't had an off night yet. I think if he gets to the finals, he he's not going to have an off night. You know, he's going to know, this is my chance to prove, you know, who Devin Booker is. And he can really uh, go show the world uh, that he is a superstar in this league. So, wrapping up the NBA section, really, all that I was talking about is inexperience in the playoffs, the coaching situations, and then, of course, the two young superstars, Trey Young and Devin Booker, which, great luck to those guys, and I cannot wait for Wednesday, tip-off of Atlanta and the Milwaukee Bucks. That concludes our episode of Instant Replay. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Instant Replay Podcast. We will appreciate your follow. Once again, thank you for listening to this weekly episode of Instant Replay. Be sure to tell your friends about our podcast. And as always, thank you.